Praise God. I um, welcome you to another time of encounter. Let's share a quick word of prayer before we go on. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for causing us to come into your presence. Take us beyond the language and the letter into the understanding and realization of the truth. Make known unto us the spirit and life behind these your words. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. Um, today is today. I, I titled this. It is written and a bit. Basically, our, our major scripture text is going to be Matthew chapter 4, in reference to Jesus' temptation. The three times that he was tempted of the devil in this chapter, he replied with, it is written, it is written, it is written. And, you know, some things came out of that, it is written, and that is why I'm, I'm speaking today. First thing I'm going to be talking about is, from this chapter... I, um, we can learn one thing. You don't fight the devil with your thoughts. You don't fight him with your words, actually. You fight him with the word of God. You fight him with the written things. Okay, because Jesus, Jesus, I mean, he was knowledgeable enough to know that this was the devil. He was knowledgeable enough to know the devices and his plans and all. But still, he fought him with it is written. And then another lesson we can learn from here is that the Old Testament is not invalid. Because... This is Matthew. This is the first chapter of the New Testament. And Jesus is saying it is written. Obviously, it is written here is in reference to the law and the prophets. Even across the, the book of Matthew, you see different places where what was the scripture there was, and this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. This was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, by this, by that. Okay. And then another question I have here is, what has been written concerning you? Before you were born, before your conception came about, what has been written concerning you? How much of it do you know or do you are you pressing to achieve? Acts chapter 15 verse 18 says, Known unto you, God, are all your works from the beginning of the world. It means there is something that has gone ahead of you. There is something that has been said concerning you. There is something that has been written. There are things you ought to fulfill. There is a destiny that you ought to walk in. Okay? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, this is God talking here, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. There is an expected end, and there are things that have been said concerning that expected end, but you won't work to fulfill it if you don't even know it, or if you don't have an idea of it. Before your birth, something has been said concerning you. Take for example Jesus, there are so many prophecies that came about. On his, uh, about his arrival, about his birth, by the mouth of prophets of old, and even by the angels when he was given back to Samson. The angel came to announce his birth to the mother and the father, as we see in the book of Judges chapter 13. Even Jeremiah, God was telling him in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he said, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Before his birth, he was called. God had a plan for him. There were things that were said concerning such people. Another, another one of the reasons why you must know what has been written or what has been said concerning you is because of the people that are waiting for you to fulfill destiny, the people waiting for you to fulfill purpose. Now, for this, for this part exactly, I'm going to be uh, 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 to turn your Bible with me to the book of John chapter five. We look at the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda. John chapter 5. 
Okay, let me let me okay. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, old, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. There, for, a, for an angel went down at, at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole, and whatsoever disease he had. Verse 5. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Now, oftentimes, we, when, when talking about this chapter, we talk uh, um, of how mercy can you know, break some laws and do things for you, how Jesus, the most powerful one, went there and healed him alone and left. But this man had been at the pool for 38 years. The old, the old duration of Jesus' ministry was 33 and a half years. And obviously, this was not the end. As a matter of fact, this was just the beginning. So we don't know even what year in Jesus' ministry time, the three and a half years that Jesus used to do ministry. We don't know what year it was. So that means this man has been there longer than Jesus was even born, longer than Jesus was alive. And he kept waiting at the pool, waiting at the pool. Nobody was there to help him. The man was so consumed with his problem that when Jesus asked him, what do you want? He still kept narrating that nobody has been there to help him. 38 years waiting for Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus that wasn't, wasn't yet born. But the same scripture tells us that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus knew why he came here. And those that were waiting for him, those that were waiting for his ministry, those that were waiting for the ministry of the, of the Messiah were not disappointed. Things have been spoken concerning you. There is what you ought to do. There is, there is the people that are... There are the people rather that are waiting for you to come into the fulfillment of your destiny and your purpose because it is when you enter that that you will bring light to their world. Will you disappoint them? 38 years. He has, he's pro- That's not even his age. That's the number of years he has been there. 38 years. It means he has been in this problem longer than Jesus was alive. But he was waiting. He was waiting. And eventually he got his miracle. So how, how, how will you know the things that are written concerning you if you don't inquire? If you don't ask? If you don't seek to know? If you don't read? If you don't question? How will you know? How will you know? And I pray that as you continue your work with God and trust His Holy Spirit, pray continually. Details about your life and destiny will be revealed to you. And then those that, that are waiting for you to emerge in your destiny, that, that are waiting for you to emerge in your purpose, the people that are sitting in darkness, that it is, it is through your ministry and God helping you that they will see great light. They won't be disappointed. You won't tarry and you, you, you will live a, a meaningful life, a purposeful life, a life that will touch others. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.